You know how they say, don't drink and drive? Don't drink and bone. (laughs) And we're back! (laughs) Sorry for the dogs humping in the background, Sam. (laughs) Best part, I'm going to cut that audio out. They'll have no idea. Why? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. I'm going to leave it in. There you go. How have you been, Sam? You know, Brandon, starting to get closer to football. And I think I think I'm getting this, the sickness, man. I think it's really starting to get contagious and get me. Uh, by the way, I have COVID. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's why I was texting. I could be free whenever. I'm stuck at home <laughs> Tuesday. Well, ironically, I think I might too. Oh, really? Yeah, because the person who teaches next to me, uh, she has COVID, and I sat right next to her the day before she found out, and now my throat's starting to hurt. Oh, shit. So I'm hoping I don't, but I've been sleeping away from Lish just in case. Yeah. So. Well, we found out last weekend we went over to my in-laws for niece and nephew's birthday. And then a couple of days later, they texted us like, hey, by the way, that wasn't a cold. Apparently, we have COVID. And it's like, motherfucker. That ain't good. <laughs> no. So I went and got tested. It's like, Church, same yeah. thing there. My throat was all scratchy at night and I couldn't sleep. It's like, yeah, I need to go get tested. I'm pretty sure I got the, the Rona. Yeah. So I got it, got tested, said, yep, you're positive. I went, fuck. <laughs> well, this isn't how I plan on getting a five-day vacation, but here we fucking go. Hey, more time for podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> True. You're getting three episodes this week. <laughs> so do we have any do we have any breaking news? I think the only thing that came up on the top of my head is we have a new team name. Oh, we do. I do yeah. I think that is something to announce. Um yeah. uh, the formerly known as Tibbets have now renamed rechristened themselves the Plainview Pride. And I believe that Brandon does have a theme song to go with their new name. I can't help falling in love with Sam. Dedicated from Dustin. Oh, thank you, Dustin. I appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Should we we announce some of the rejected names that Plainville uh, was trying to use? Absolutely. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I'll get the one pulled up that he had had denied. I suggested that he go with the Great Bend Rovers. Yeah. I thought that would have been funny. Um, The one that he tried to use and ESPN uh, declined (laughs) said Fredonia Fags. (laughs) Which, you know, the funny thing is, like, in another fantasy league on ESPN, I have Chuckin' Bombs and Fucking Moms as my team name. That didn't right. get denied. Well, That's and I don't, fine. I don't understand why they're denying cigarettes. You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's true. Fuck and fag is fag's kind of derogatory. I guess so. I mean, I, I guess. I oh, guess. very much so. Yeah, it's definitely a slur. <laughs> it's a hundred percent a slur. <laughs> well, I mean, if you if you watch South Park, it just they just mean like asshole. They don't mean gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> well, and if you're British, it just means a cigarette. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure Dustin's a Mormon British person. Maybe he's Baptist. I don't know. He's probably Baptist. That makes more sense. Pentecostal. Ooh. Ooh, I do like that. Pentecostal. <laughs> I, dated, I dated a Pentecostal girl once. It was weird. It's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever? Is that the one with their head spin? Like kind of, exercise, kind of. exorcism or something? Okay. Well, they believe in they believe in tongues, speaking tongues. So, like, they believe that their body gets possessed by the spirit of the Lord and makes them speak in the spirit of the Lord, which sounds like not like not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, like, I it was back in high school, and <clears throat> and while we were dating, like, I never actually went to church service, but I went to youth group. And they didn't do anything weird. It was just like a traditional youth group. And you, I mean, you speak about how like God's in your everyday life and all that stuff. Nothing weird, just normal. Right. And then, and then she finally convinced me to come to a service on Sunday. And I'll, I'll just never forget the first like 15 minutes was just normal. And then they had this random like five minute prayer session where you could walk around and like pray with people, which is like, okay, that, that seems normal. I mean, I've never seen that, but whatever. And some seems like reasonable. Six, yeah, some 60-year-old lady just walks up to me and was like, can I pray on you? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> sure, ma'am. I don't, that's fucking weird, but whatever. What do you mean on me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she puts her hand on me. I'm like, okay. And she's like, Lord, be with this young man as he goes through his life. He's a bright young man, Lord. Help him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> be gone, witch! Be gone! <laughs> yeah, my my face is just. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, oh my god, that would be amazing yeah. to watch. Yeah, safe to say, I did not go back. <laughs> I was like, I've learned about cults in my life, and this seems like one of them. <laughs> Please, Lord, please take care of this young man. He has such a... (laughs) Power of Christ compels you. (laughs) Pretty much, man. It's horrifying. Horrifying. Oh. And this is probably why Dakota converted to Mormonism. Tired of all that Pentecostal shit. (laughs) For sure. For sure. (sighs) Although that does explain why he stumbles over his words sometimes. Like some of the tongue speaking coming back out on him so he can't speak correctly. (laughs) (laughs) Dakota, the former Pentecostal. (laughs) All right. So speaking of horrifying, should we talk about Jeffy's team? Ooh, yes. Let's go ahead and break down that team. All right. So I think what we discussed, we're going to go team by team and we're going to discuss each position group, where we rank them. And we're going to go based on draft order. Is that correct? Uh, basically, we're going to go whatever order you tell us to. All right. So we're starting <laughs> with the mighty Winfield Nut Grabbers. <laughs> and their quarterback position, which is comprised of Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins, which also, before we get started, I have not updated my list. So there have been some roster moves. I know for a fact that Jevy uh, cut one of his receivers and added that rookie running back from the chiefs. 
but oh, I do yeah. not have that. I don't have that updated on my list. So if I misspeak, feel free to correct me. Yeah, that's okay. We'll just say we recorded before any of that. <laughs> Bet. All right. <laughs> so Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins. Where would you rank that quarterback group in the league? Um, this is going to sound bad, but I've got them at 11th. Now, I want to say, when I, okay, first off, I didn't do as much of a deep dive this year as what I wanted to. Um, but my quarterback position stuff is all very, very close together. So, like, number one is 22 and a half points per game projection, and I've got Winfield down for 20 and a half points. So, there's a two game difference between one and number 11, which is probably not realistic. Um, so I have it at 11th, but I don't hate the position. I think he's got enough solid guys. We're going to be giving him enough production. He just has to pick the matchups and hope it goes well. I completely 100% agree. I actually have them at 11 as well, but I do like Derek Carr as a quarterback and, and Kirk cousins, honestly, hasn't been a terrible fantasy quarterback the last five years or so. No, he's been a top 12 guy for the last five years. Yeah. It's just, as you talk about a lot, uh, going into preseason, like draft rankings, drafting a quarterback early is pretty, it's not wise because there are 20, 22 quarterbacks that are pretty good fantasy quarterbacks. So, I mean, yeah, they'll give you enough production that it's going to be solid. You're not going to regret it. Yeah, so I have I also I also have Jevy low, but it's just I don't know. I could see him anywhere between five and eleven, and I have him. I have him. At yeah, so. yeah. I I think that's a fair statement. I think that there's definitely a good case for him to make between five and eleven, and at that point, it's really we're splitting hairs. Yeah. All right. So moving on to running backs, which no, <laughs> not super <laughs> hype on his run, running backs. Which he has Brees Hall, which is a good rookie to have for the future. And then everything else, Tony Pollard, Chase Edmonds, Isaiah Spiller, decent rookie, and Damian Pierce, decent rookie. And I know that he's added, is it Pacheco for the Chiefs? I believe that's how you pronounce it. Probably. Uh, we'll ask Dakota. Yeah. He'll speak in tongues and let us know. <laughs> right. But rookie running back out of Rutgers <laughs> has been tearing it up at Chiefs camp, which as a Chiefs fan, I love. But as an owner of Ronald Jones, I hate so I told uh, you for the future. I told you. <laughs> I know, but it, it. I had to try. I mean, I've I've well, ragged on your well, Ronald well, Jones pick the last two years, and I've been right both times. We'll get to it when we get to my team focusing <laughs> on Jeffy, but <laughs> but uh, he has he has a couple good running backs for the future. I think Brees Hall, Pacheco, Pierce, Spiller. Um, but in terms of success overall in the league this year. It's definitely the worst, I think, yes. by landslide. I've got him last place as well. Um, I could see you make an argument for him to get maybe up to 10th, but not any further than that. Yeah, I, I, I think the best I could see him is 11th between him and Potter. But, you know, I, I, I don't know. If Damian Pierce looks like he's taken over, obviously I'm not expecting Houston to be a really good offense, but that's at least – a solid low end RB two high end RB three. And he's got another few pieces that if they pop, it could help. So I think that there's a path for him to get into maybe even nine range. I'm not expecting that at all. 
but I think he could get up to number 10 range. Currently, I haven't projected to get um, 17 points out of his running back core over the course of the season per game. Which I will say, I mean, Jevy's team, based on projections, it has went up a little bit since our last podcast, and not by a landslide, um, because he was originally projected 69 points. Nice. Nice. <laughs> and now he's now he's projected 71 points plus now that the schedule has been updated uh he has home field advantage so in his first game he's projected 76 and is only an eight point underdog which you could win that i mean it's potential i mean which, he won last year didn't he yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. um but yeah no i mean going into the season yeah i, I think it's clear cut he's 12th at running back and moving into his wide receiver group i think he's also dead last there too but having 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 said that, I do think he has a couple. I mean, he has a lot of really good rookies. So I mean, if they overperform, I wouldn't be shocked if he was better at wide receiver. But I've got Winfield number eleven at wide receivers. I think it's not going to be a great receiving core from him. Um, Brandon Cooks is obviously going to be a solid guy, but the rest of his roster is just question marks you know it's it's nobody that's you're really counting on to produce this year well i mean he is but you shouldn't be but these are guys that you're projecting to be long-term assets which is absolutely what he needed to do they're just not going to do anything for him this year yeah which uh i gotta ask you what did you feel about him dropping tyler boyd yeah I, Spiller and I had a whole big thing on this. He thought it was a mistake to drop Boyd. I get dropping Boyd. I think Boyd is who he dropped for the Pacheco guy. Um, yeah. Pacheco. Pacheco. Poncho. I think that that was the right decision for him to make because that's a higher upside guy with Poncho than it is with Boyd. You know, Boyd's going to be at... M- at best, a low-end wide receiver, too. Whereas there's a there's a realistic path, maybe not a probable path, but a realistic path where he ends up taking over the RB1 spot in Kansas City. If that happens, that is significantly more valuable to a team that is rebuilding, like uh, Winfield is, than getting no functional points out of Boyd, you know? Yeah. Yep, I agree. <clears throat> I agree. Um, for the most part, I agree. I mean... I think when I first saw it, I was kind of like, Jevy, what the fuck are you doing, man? Because, <laughs> like, of his receivers, like, Tyler Boyd's the only proven one. He had, like, 800, other than, you know, obviously, Brandon Cooks. But uh, Tyler Boyd had 800 receiving yards last year. He's still only, what, 25, 26, 27, somewhere in that range? Brandon Cooks? No, 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 Tyler Boyd. Oh. Fuck, I, I don't know. He's, don't he's still a fairly... <laughs> He's still a fairly young receiver uh, who does get production out of the Bengals. I just don't trust him because they have two better, you know, receiver options. Right, and that's Chase. what I'm thinking. It, like, he's going to be, Higgins. as long as Higgins and Chase are there, Boyd's never going to be more than a wide receiver three. So it, it, that's at his high end. He's probably more in the wide receiver four range in terms of fantasy point yeah. production. So it's just, that does it does nothing for him. Where his team is at right now, wide receiver four doesn't move the needle. Right, exactly. So, not a terrible move. Um, you could make an argument both ways, but 
it is what it is. Moving on to, well, unless you had anything else to say about the receivers. I think he has a good future, not great for this season. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. All right. Tight ends, I have him at number nine with Dawson Knox and Irv Smith. I have him last place with Dawson Knox and Irv Smith. That might... (laughs) That 100% might be fair. Um, I got a little lazy with my rankings once I got to tight end because it was kind of like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> wait till you see <laughs> my defensive kicker <laughs> rankings. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do think Dawson Knox has a chance to be pretty decent. Um, I'm not a big fan of Irv Smith, but I mean, everything else, so you look at the teams across the board. I mean, there's just not that many great tight ends. I think you can say George Kittle, uh, Darren Waller, Travis Kelsey, and Mark Andrews, and then potentially, based on what people have been saying, Kyle Pitts, but I still don't. He hasn't earned that yet. You know right, what I mean? right. Um, but there's, so basically there's four really good, and then everything else is just kind of, they're in the same boat. So <clears throat> I'm a little bit high on Dawson Knox, which is probably why I have him ninth and not last. Yeah, I just, I don't trust Dawson Knox, especially with the additions that Buffalo has been making on offense. I don't think that's going to go well. Irv Smith could be the wild card for me. That would be what pushes him up the ranks. That being said, I've got Winfield projected for five points per game out of the tight end position. And number five is seven points. So it's not a huge thing. He's just not going to be a difference maker at the tight end position is all. Yep, yep, yep. yep. All right, and then I'm <clears throat> just going to go switch quickly on defense and kicker. Um, I don't think we really need to talk too much about either, but I do have him ranked as the number two team in the league for defense because he has the Bills and he does have a backup, although I'm not a fan of having a backup defense really, but – in terms of position ranking, whatever, I guess it mm-hmm. helps you. So, so second, second in defense, and I have him eight that kicker with Daniel Carlson. I've got him tied for first. And I want you to know I have basically everybody tied for first. <laughs> you fucking. <laughs> That's why we're going quick. <laughs> well, and, and the reason the reason I'm doing that, like defense changes so much over the course of the year. Like it's I can't tell you who everybody's defense is going to be by the end of the year because everybody's going to be swapping yeah. out. So it's it, historically speaking, you're going to get about seven points out of your defense. That's what I'm running with. I'm not putting more analysis into it than that. <laughs> Fair. All right. So overall, I think we both agree. Jevy is number 12. I believe so. Yes. I've got him last place. Yep. yep, yep. So Jevy's best position group. For me, is his defense <laughs> based on team rankings, <laughs> and for you, it's what receiver? I think. Well, defense tied for first, <laughs> and kicker tied, tied for first. first. Yeah. yeah, there you go. There you go. All right, all right. Moving on to Ottawa. All right, so Ottawa. Ottawa has a little bit different story. I, I, I'm a little bit more excited about the anarchists. I have his quarterback rankings. Um, 
which his two quarterbacks are Patrick Mahomes and Mac Jones. I, I don't have an issue with putting Ottawa at number one, but I have them at number three. I've got them tied for second in a three-way tie. So yeah. basically the same range. I've got him probably getting about 22 points out of the quarterback position over the course of the year. Mostly because Pat yeah. Mahomes. 100% Pat Mahomes. I mean, two years ago, we were talking Pat Mahomes might be the greatest fantasy quarterback ever. And then last year, he kind of came back down to... I mean, he still had a great year, but it wasn't like, holy shit. Yeah, it wasn't the record-setting I mean? one that was unrealistic <laughs> to expect him to do year, on, year in and year out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he's set at quarterback. So, we'll just go ahead and move on to running back, Woo-hoo. which he does have... He does have a set of good running backs with Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara. And then he has a one of the top two rookies in the league with Ken Walker. And then a potential sleeper and Ramondre Stevenson. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for me, because of his top two backs and the potential of his other two backs, I have him ranked as the number three running back core. <laughs> I've got him in a three-way tie for first. Yeah. So once again, basically the same range. Yep. Yep. So it's a great group of running backs and you have two good running backs, a good quarterback, and that's the start of a pretty damn good team. But then we get to the weakness of his team, which is his receivers, um, which his receivers make up of the two best, in my opinion, rookies in the, actually three of the four best rookies in the league and Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams. So I'm super high on what he did in the draft at receiver, but you yeah. don't know what they're going to do yet. So you can't, you can't rank them high. Um, then he has Christian nope. Kirk, Sky Moore, Julio Jones, Jacoby Myers, George Pickens, and Jalen Tolbert. And I don't know if he has any other ones because, like I said, there have been some free agency moves, and I did not update my list. I don't. I don't but, think he's made any moves. Okay, good. Um, so overall, I I really do like his receivers for the future, but as of this year, I have them ranked at eleventh in the league. Okay, so we're flip flopping Winfield and Ottawa because I've got Ottawa last place, but it's by half a point yeah. per game. So they're basically yeah. the worst two cores. Uh, for a lot of the same reasons. I think he's got a bright future. But until I see these guys actually produce, I'm not going to count on it. And even some of the, you know, more, we'll call them middle-aged guys that we're seeing as more reliable producers aren't difference makers. So Christian Kirk is his big difference maker right now, which is not great. Mm-hmm. So it's still it's still yeah. definitely going to be one of the worst wide receiver cores until and unless one of his rookies start to break out. And I mean, just looking looking at his rookies, if one of these rookies were to break out, who do you think it would be? I think it's going to be Olave. I'm going to go with Jamison Williams. I mean, unless I, I haven't heard a lot. I've been watching, I've been watching Hard Knocks, but I haven't heard much out of him because he's not even practicing yet, is he? No, no, he's still he's injured, still and that's why. Uh, ordinarily, yeah. I would agree if he were healthy. <laughs> But he's not, so yeah. I think he's going to be more of a year two. It's, he's yeah. not going to be back till probably week eight, week nine. By that point, it's going to be too late. Right. I I just the only reason I wouldn't say Alave is I'm I'm still really high on Michael Thomas. Man, he was so good two years ago. Oh, I am just, too. I, I love Michael Thomas this yeah. year. I just think that Winston yeah. can support two. 
So I think yeah. Alave and Michael Thomas are going to feast this year. So I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that Olave is going to be the high ceiling rookie for him. Yep, that's fair. All right, so moving on to tight end, not super high on his tight ends, but it's exactly the same boat as I said on Jevy. Like there are four really really good tight ends, and then everything else. Uh, Fryer, if Fryer Muth takes a huge step forward, you know it's pretty decent tight end group with him and Noah Fant. Uh, but I have them ranked just above a Jevy at eighth. But I mean, I could I could see them anywhere on this list between you know seventh and twelfth. <laughs> so yeah, I've got I've got them in kind of that six to eight range. So a little bit of a tie, uh, not a whole lot of difference between those those guys. But I've got them probably getting about seven points per game. Yep, that's about fair. I think we're on the same page there. All right, so on to defense and kickers. We already know where you have them, tied for first in both. I, I have uh, I have Ottawa's defense at sixth, and I have their kicker at fifth. And overall, I have Ottawa ranked as my number seven team going into the season. Okay, I think I've got Ottawa as uh, 10 or 11, 10. I've got them as my ninth, um, but ninth. Tied for eighth, like a two-way tie for eighth. Gotcha. So pretty much same page. Yeah. But, yeah. All right, on to Potter, which Potter does have at quarterback. Jalen Hurts, Baker Mayfield, and Zach Wilson, which I don't hate Jalen Hurts at quarterback, but I don't love him either. And because of that, I have the Potter Muggles as my number 12 team at quarterback. I've got them as my number 10 team at quarterback. And this is the one I feel not super great about. And I think it's going to depend on what that coaching staff tries to force Jalen Hurts to do. I think if they try to force him to be a pocket passer kind of guy, his fantasy points are going to go lower because he's not getting that rushing value. Whereas if they just kind of allow him to do what he did last year, he's probably in that four to six range. So it really depends on what the coaching staff wants to do. It seems like they really want him to be that passer. So that's kind of what I'm following. For sure. And I mean, we've mentioned it a couple times already, but I think every single team in our league has a good quarterback. So just because we rank them low, you have them 10th, I have them 12th. We could both easily be wrong on that one. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So... So not a not a knock on Potter's quarterbacks, but yeah, we just have them kind of low. Then at running back, I also do not have Potter very high. Um, his running backs, James Robinson's a decent back. Clyde Edwards should have been a decent back, but he hasn't been. Uh, then you got young backs and James Cook, Michael Carter, and Rashad White. So I like what Potter did with the draft going young, and he has the p- potential to get better. But in terms of this year, I believe I have them at number 11 at running back. Yeah, I've got them number number 10 for a lot of the same reasons. Uh, maybe Clyde turns it around this year, and if he does, then that completely changes the outlook on this team, but I'm not expecting that. So uh, he doesn't have a lot of difference makers with James Robinson being his next best option unless one of the other guys proves it. The guy's coming back from an Achilles tear. Yeah. like. You don't feel great about it. I, this is definitely going to be a liability for him. 
Right. And with, you know, Travis Etienne coming in, you already know that Robinson's snaps are going to go down a little bit. Yep. So, I mean, it's not a great position to be in, but, but he has youth. There's a chance to get better in the future. All right. Moving on to receiver, which I do think receiver is Potter's strength on his team. Um, which let's look at who we have CD lamb, which CD lamb should take a massive step forward with Cooper leaving the Cowboys. Uh, he has AJ Brown who should be the number one receiver in Philly Keenan Allen, who's still either the one or two in San Diego or <laughs> Los Angeles. They're still San Diego. <laughs> Fuck them. Fuck them. Uh, <laughs> and then he has for, for backups. He has Kenny Galladay and DJ shark, which aren't, they're not going to blow your socks off, but they're not terrible backups. To they're solid depth roster, by so. week fillers. Exactly. So I have his receivers ranked at fourth, fourth in the league. So Ooh. I think he actually has pretty good receivers. Yeah. I've got them uh, tied in that three to five range. Yeah. So pretty similar. They're going to be one of the better Ooh. receiver cores. God damn it. I think my scouting actually was really good this year because we're agreeing a lot. Oh, man. You, <laughs> and you use like, man, you must be drunk. You just said that my scouting is really good. Well, I just mean you use like professional shit with like points per game based on websites and you have evidence, you know? No, I, I just, just said, yeah, I think he's getting about this many points per game. All right, there's the math. Fuck it, good enough for me. <laughs> That's all it is. I just have it Take structured. your compliment. <laughs> Tape your compliment and go, dickwad. No, All it right. pisses you off. I'm happy with that. <laughs> All right, on to tight end. All right, so Potter is one of the few teams that actually has three tight ends, and I believe all three of his tight ends are pretty decent with TJ Hawkinson, Hunter Henry, and Tyler Higby, which Higby did take a step backwards last year. I know that because he was on my team, you little motherfucker. But... <laughs> Still, three pretty decent tight ends. It's not the top tight ends in the league, so I have him just outside of the top four, but I have him at fifth in the league at tight end. You're going to be mad I have him at four. (laughs) Well, I mean, still, we're within two every fucking time. (laughs) I guarantee there's going to be one. There's one team, one position in particular. We are going to be very drastically different. I guarantee it. And you're going to... Laugh your ass off. Okay. I'm excited. I'm excited. <clears throat> All right. Do you have anything to add on his tight ends or should we move to defense? No, other than I think TJ Hawkinson's going to be better this year, it, better line. So he's not going to have to stay in and block as much. So he should get some more receiving production. I think he's going to be that top five, top six kind of guy. Yep. I agree. All right. On to defensive kicker. Tied for first. Tied for first for <laughs> Sam. <laughs> I have I have his defense tied for third. I have his kicker ranked at ninth. Not going to get into details. Who gives a shit? And overall ranking, I have Potter at 11. I have Potter overall as my number 10 team. Yeah. So I got, I've got three tiers, uh, or five tiers, and he's at the bottom at tier three in terms of teams for me. Explain your tiers while I pour this. Ooh, what a nice transition. Um, uh, My tier ones are going to be the teams that I think are probably bound for the playoffs. Tier two are going to be the teams that should be playoff teams, but they've got a couple of question marks. Tier three are guys that if a few things break their way, 
wouldn't be that surprising if they made the playoffs. Tier four is it's not good, and tier five is even worse. <laughs> Sorry, tier, tier four is not tier five. Tier, five, tier four is not tier very good. Five tier is, five is Winfield. <laughs> tier five is grab the noose. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's fucked up. Speaking of grabbing the noose, on to the Wichita Weed Bandits. <laughs> I do, what? I don't know. Sorry, I was going with it. Just roll with it. <laughs> Quarterback. Just letting it hang for out For the there. Weed Bandits. Yeah. <laughs> for, for the Weed Bandits, we got Joe Burrow and Davis Mills, which I really do. I do like this quarterback duo, um, but... Like I said, there's a lot of really good quarterbacks in the league. And I probably do have Win- uh, Wichita a little bit low, but I have him at seven. At quarterback. I've got him in the five to seven range. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he's going to have one of the better cores, um, but I don't know that it's going to be a difference-making kind of position. Um so I, I don't think he's going to be disappointed with it, but I don't think it's going to be what wins him games. Yep, yep. Completely agree. And then on to his... Excuse me. Running backs. Which, I got to tell you, with the news on Josh Jacobs and the injuries he's going with going through right now, I'm not as high on his running backs as I was when I made this list. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say that. Because I have him pretty decently high um but his running backs are derrick henry josh jacobs alexander madison his name is alexander madison and there's a million things he hasn't done like fucking play in a game he's not going to (laughs) um (laughs) that was weirdly hostile and i don't know where that came from I don't either. I'm so sorry. <laughs> for for running backs, I had him ranked. Well, I guess I didn't have him too high. I had him ranked at sixth. Okay. So I've got Wichita was a weird one for me to rank because Derrick Henry is so fucking good. Like if he had a yep. better number two, he would be far and away the number one running back guy. But because there's so many question marks for his RB two position. I, I can't put him any higher than the four to five range. No. Well, it's fair. I mean, Henry's so good, and then Josh Jacobs is a legit one if he's healthy. If he's healthy, so, and I if mean, Josh have- McDaniels doesn't do the whole New England bullshit with the running backs. Like, it just exactly. it has me scared they- there. So I don't know that his RB2 position is settled. I think he's going to be fighting that all year. Right. All right. On to receiver, which the way I have him in the rank rankings is kind of similar to running backs. Um, he's in the top half of the league for sure, um, but there are a lot of question marks with his receivers. Uh, Jalen Waddle, DK Metcalf, Marquise Brown, Amari Cooper. So for sure you have four legit receivers. Tim Patrick out for the year, so he dead. And Marvin Jones. But still... Having said that, I have him ranked at sixth Ooh, again. Okay, in the league we're very different here. Then, um, so I think you can make an argument for him being anywhere between one and five. Um, the way that I've got it ranked is number one and number two 
roughly about 21 and a half points per game, whereas three through five, 21 points per game. So a little bit of an edge there, but I do have him in the 21 and a half points per game. So in that one to two range, but again, it's only a half point. So you can make an argument for me anywhere between one and five. So I, I think I'm a little bit higher on his wide receivers than you are. Yeah, for sure. And I, and the reason I, I have my questions is every single one of his top four receivers has some sort of question mark. Number one, Jalen Waddle. Is his production going to increase? He's only a second-year player. Or is it going to decrease with the addition of Tyreek Hill? Number two, DK Metcalf. Great receiver. Love the guy. Who's throwing him the ball? Oh, you know who's throwing him the ball. Say it with me, class. Goddamn Jalen Smith! Yeah, so I don't like him as much as I normally do. Well, and here's the thing. When Geno Smith was quarterbacking last year, Metcalf was still a wide receiver one, which is stupid to say, but I don't think his production is going to take a hit. I mean, you're right, but it's it's still a question mark. Sure, sure, it's a question mark. Because now now people are going to, you know, Prepare for Gino fucking douchebag. And who knows? Maybe they know that he targets DK more. And so they're going to take that out. You don't know. Uh, Marquise Brown, same story. Um, He's going to get a lot of quality playing time at the beginning. Because how long is Hopkins out? Six Six, Yeah, six six games. Six games. Yeah. So he'll get that. But then when Hop comes back, is he just like a flex level receiver? Or is he a legit... Wide receiver two. I don't know. Question mark. I think Amari he's gonna... Cooper. He's on the Browns. Okay, yeah. Mari Brown. <laughs> or Mari Cooper. <laughs> yeah. Uh no, I think he's I think Brown. as far as Marquise Brown goes, I think even once Hopkins comes back, you can still look back at what kind of production levels he was getting with Baltimore with how run heavy that offense is. So even if his targets right. come down, it's still going to be more in line with what he was getting in Baltimore rather than the higher number of targets from a more pass happy offense. So I, I'm not as concerned about right. that. Right. For sure. Um, I guess, I guess my main point is I 100% could see Jordy having the best receivers in the league. And I mean, yeah. I really could, but there's so many question marks that I just feel like sixth is a safe ranking. Like you're right in the middle. If he ends up being like third, it's like, oh, it's only three positions off. If he ends up being ninth, oh, it's only like three positions off. So you're taking the coward's way out is what you're doing. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So I I do think receiver is a strength of Jordy's team, but I just have him at sixth. And the next strength of Jordy's team is his tight end position, which I have Jordy as the number one tight end position in the league with Travis Kelsey and Robert Tanya. Yeah, it, as soon as you say Kelsey, it's number one. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. There's no argument. It's just it's Travis Kelsey. Until yes, that changes, 100%. it's Travis Kelsey. Hundred percent. And then for defense and kicker, you have him at first, and I have fun Jordy is having the wor- fun fact. I have Jordy as twelfth at defense. Having- so do I. <laughs> <laughs> We agreed again. <laughs> that was the one I thought we weren't going to be anywhere close. No, I, 100%. He has a fucking Bengals. That's the, only kidding re- me? <laughs> That's the only reason I have everybody is seven points a game from defense. And I looked at his Bengals. 
Nah, you get six points. <laughs> there are four defenses in free agency better than the Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's no, funny. We agree. And then that's hilarious. And then kick <laughs> kicker I have him at fourth. But I mean with Evan McPherson, that might be the best kicker in the league. You don't know. Like so he's a he's a good kicker. It's not bad. Uh the funny thing is I have Jordy ranked as my overall number four team in the league, but I gave him a draft of a D plus. <laughs> you know? Oh, he had such with, a strong core. The, that's what helps. Yeah, 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 for sure. It just made me laugh because it's like, when was the last time we ranked Jordy's team in the top four in the league? Oh, I don't think we ever have. I think I think ever. if he'd have gone into the season with the team that he ended up having rather than trading midseason for Derrick Henry, I might have. Yeah. But no, no, I would not have. Um, this year, I've got Wichita um, in that in that tier one range, um, bottom of tier one um, at number five. Yep. Which moves us to your favorite team in the league. Oh, the one that loves the me. They really, really yeah. love me. Not quite that team. The Lehigh Horny Tones. Fuck Lehigh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which it will make you feel good. Ooh, man. I have Lehigh's quarterbacks ranked at ninth, despite Ooh, okay. the fact that he has Dak, Dak Prescott and Jameis Winston, which I, once again, clarifying quarterbacks is probably the hardest position to rank. Cause I mean, Dak could be the number one quarterback in the mm-hmm. league. He could also be, the number 20. Well, there is a couple know. years back. He was on pace to throw for 7,000 yards. So he very well could be the number one guy. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, my ranking might be very low on, on that, but yeah, I think he's got, by. I think he's got quality. I've got him in the five to seven range, but I don't, obviously I don't hate the no, number nine ranking, but I don't, I don't disagree with that. You know, it, it there's not a lot of differentiation then, between these quarterbacks right now. No. And then running backs. I, God damn, I might have him low here, but he has the best running back in the league, but then he doesn't really have a clear number two, unless Cordell Patterson does what he did last year. If he does what he did last year, he's set. Do you not have acres Patterson? I just don't trust him yet. Okay. Like I see acres as more of a flex play. You know okay. what I mean? Like, which he could, he could a hundred percent be a running back one, but just his health has been inconsistent. I, I'm not full on, on cam acres yet, but okay. no, that's if fair. he lives up to his potential, it's a great number two. Yeah. But yeah, I guess I probably should say who he has first before I start going into it. <laughs> God damn you, whiskey! You're making me go too quick. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and he has Jonathan you Taylor, have a Cam baby. Akers. It is, bro. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know how they say, "Don't drink and drive." Don't drink and bone. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's the, the clip. That's the clip right there. <laughs> <laughs> that is 
for those who don't know, that is a quote from Knocked Up. I wish I could say I made that up on my own, but it was from Knocked Up. <laughs> but <laughs> anyways, Leon is running Speaking of the Holy Toads. Jonathan, yeah, Jonathan Taylor, best running back in the league. Cam Akers, potential to be a great running back. Kenneth Gainwell, terrible draft pick. Khalil Herbert, Jayhawk, fuck him. And Cordale Patterson. Had a great year last year, but I don't know if he can do it again. I don't think he will. Yeah, I've got I've got Lehigh is tied for first at running back. Um, yeah. I really like Taylor. I think there's actually a chance he could take a step back in terms of the number of touches he sees as the team goes more pass heavy when with a quarterback that they trust. I think I'm probably a little yeah. bit higher on Acres than you are, so I think that's what helps push his ranking up for me. But uh, Overall, this is a really good running back court. If there's an injury, though, he's fucked. Yep, and I have for that reason, I have him at number four. So not not super far back. He's still a top four. Yeah, you know? that's a really good group to be in. But I'm a little bit lower, not a lot. Uh, receiver is actually what I see as Le- Lehigh. <laughs> I almost called him Lehigh. High. Yeah, Lehigh. I have that as their strength. I have them second in the league at receiver. Are you saying that because you think it's going to shock me? Because I have them number three. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was just saying. Yeah, I've got I've got them in the three to five range. I think that they've got one of the better receiving cores. Um, let's see who do they have on there. They have you know Justin Jefferson, obviously bona fide star. Uh, Michael Pittman, I think, takes a big step forward. Um, then he's got a few question marks behind there, but all guys that are really, really high upside with Devonta Smith, Amon Ron, St. Brown, and Kadarius Tony, and then a couple of flyers. Um, but this is definitely going to be, as long as injuries don't fuck him over, one of the better receiving cores in the league. And the thing is, along with how good they are, they're young. Mm-hmm. All of them. Yeah, fuck. Like, is, is this year three for Jefferson? Yeah. Yeah, and that's like his oldest receiver, basically. Because yeah. Devonta, Devonta Smith, year two. Michael Pittman is either, that's either year two or year three. I can't remember. Year two. And then, uh, yeah, St. Brown, he was a rookie last year, right? So year two for yep. him. Like, all these, Tony was a rookie last yep. year. And then I I don't know much about David Brown, or David Bell and Romeo Dowds. Rookies this but, year. Yeah, so I mean, all of his receivers, they're young. Fuck! Yep. So, yeah, we fucked up. We let so Lehigh I mean, back. Yeah, so if all these guys pan out, which it's Lehigh, they're going to. They're fucking great. I have them ranked as number two, yeah, which I think I already You said, did. Yeah. <laughs> Don't drink and bone, yeah. boys. <laughs> on to tight end where I don't think he is as good. <laughs> don't drink a bone. On to that tight ass. Yeah. Oh, god damn it. I have him ranked at sixth, but he has Mark Andrews, so I already know right then and there I'm probably underrating. But yeah. Mark Andrews, Brevin Jordan. Yeah. Oh, that was a fuck up on my part, probably. Okay, if you had to redo sixth. it, you're obviously not doing six. Where are you putting him? I mean, it's top four probably. Okay, I don't know. I don't. I mean, That's I don't think he's definitely not one. Definitely not one. Um, somewhere between two and four probably. I've got him uh, at three. And I've four, got him at two. 
you know, Andrews, yeah. if there's going to be That's a guy fair. to take over for Kelsey's role as top fantasy guy, it's going to be Mark Andrews. That's just it. That's it. Unless don't forget. I mean, George Kittle was not very good last year, but he was also injury prone. So if George Kittle's healthy, he's clearly the number two tight end in the league. In my opinion. Yeah, I don't. We'll, we'll agree to disagree on that. Uh, defense. I have Lehigh near the bottom of the league at 11th. Uh, just below Jordy and kicker. I think he has the best kicker in the league with, I'm assuming Justin Tucker. You know, there's a part of me that just wants to ding Lehigh on the kicker since he picked two. So I'm actually going to put him as last place, mostly on principle. <laughs> yeah. Fuck him. <laughs> Everybody else gets seven points out of their kickers. He gets six and a half. Yes. <laughs> Overall, I have Lehigh at number six in the league, which might be a little low because he has a very good team. Wow. Okay, yeah, that's way low. I've got him yeah. at second. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Yep. I don't know. I'm surprised. Like six. I said, that, that just seems, it, it seems really, really stupid low. I made these rankings when I was hungover. All right, fair. Very hungover. Fair. And I have I haven't looked at him in three weeks. <laughs> it's been so. eighty four years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I I just think there are a couple teams like I have, I think I have Wichita ahead of them. I have Mary. Ooh, yeah. I would change some shit. <laughs> I have Mary. <laughs> I have the old. Uh, prideful team ranked a little bit too high and we'll get we'll get to that when we get to that moving on to cocker city and i'll let you talk first because i gotta pee oh so i gotta like fill up a whole bunch of time yes not like i could pause the recording or anything 